Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together twice a week and we deliver little bite-sized nuggets for your edification and um, to uh, help illuminate uh, what we're uh, chewing on in God's Word and uh, principles that we're applying for Christian living and honoring the Lord with our lives. So this week we have Jarrell Carper. Hello, Jarrell. Hello. So happy to have you in my office. Good to see you. It's good to see you. You're looking very uh, like grungy with the beard and the hair right now. It's my look. I'm a 90s baby. It's your new look. Yeah. I was birthed out of the 90s grunge alternative metal (laughs) music scene. Sounds painful. Lots of Nirvana. Anyways, um, my music tastes haven't changed much. There you go. Yeah. So product of my era, I suppose. Um, So uh, you've got your open Bible. You even... Gosh, I for a moment I thought Jamie was setting up in here because you've got a piece of paper with notes on it. Yeah. When your brain is small, you need to rely on outside <laughs> outside material. Boy, don't I know the feeling. I got notebooks. Full I know of I material. thought about that at one point in my life, but in the moment I don't know what I thought. <laughs> um, so what do you bring to the table? First yeah. to chew on. Well, a couple episodes ago, I started by thanking one of my longtime sponsors, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I'd yep. like to thank another longtime sponsor, Cinnamon Life. Ooh. For being my second favorite cereal of all time. Is that like the healthier? Fueling lots of high school days <laughs> and nights. <laughs> well, it's probably a little healthier than Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't know. But the jerk. Anyways, out. that was, I shouldn't have thanked them. <laughs> they don't even pay me. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we um, have moved on uh, topically from our discipleship practices. Hopefully, we're still practicing them. So yeah. I had been a lot of these podcasts was just debriefing sermons. So I was like, all right, fresh start. Let's pick uh, a series. And what I didn't want to do is just, you know, sometimes when I talk about what's on the top of my head, I just go all it's all over the place. Yeah. So I thought I would stay a little structured. And since we do chew on God's word together. I thought we would just work through a book of the Bible and one that I've wanted to spend a little bit of time in has been first Peter. So I thought this would do, uh, do me well to know every week I have to come in and talk about first Peter. So I'll, I'll spend some time in it and then communicate a few, a few nuggets to the listeners. Bit o nuggets. (laughs) That could be (laughs) eat this scroll, bit of nuggets, branded cereal. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so give me general mills give me a hit us up if you want to sponsor um give me like a thirty thousand foot view uh first peter what are we getting ourselves into uh peter was a disciple of jesus and he wrote it <laughs> <laughs> you said thirty thousand feet <laughs> that's you're right that's on me um no so i wanted to wow we are three and a half minutes in and I haven't said Wasting anything of substance. time <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about three big themes that I found in the book. And so we're not going to just, we're not going to start from the beginning. We're just going to do a 30, a 10,000 square foot look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, so here are the three themes. Uh, the first is this idea of followers of Jesus being resident aliens, resident aliens. So residents of one society or you know, country or world. And then, but citizens of another aliens where they reside. So not, not like the green things, but uh, you know, the words that Paul 
Paul uses is exile, so and sojourner. Um, and so he's it's it's talking about the identity of these followers of Jesus that they're not they weren't originally part of um, the Israelite nation, but they have been grafted in that they through Christ they are now a royal priesthood and they are um, invited into the family of God with language that has traditionally been used only of the Israelites um, or the Jewish people. And so um, Paul is talking to people who live in a particular land, but find their citizenship in another one. And um, I know we're sitting here like, gosh, how does that apply to us today? (laughs) (laughs) It just feels like a lot of the more practical uh, theological conversations that Christians are having today are around our citizenship and where our loyalties and our allegiance lies. Um, what marks um, some of the key pieces of our identity. Um, and so there'll be some cool stuff as we talk about how do we relate to the world around us um, and relate to the culture, which I know we've kind of, I feel like at UFC, we've every now and then in a sermon or in a podcast, we've mentioned like, oh yeah, we relate to the culture. And we've talked about it a little bit, but we haven't really dug in into it too much. It's either like some of the culture's good, some of it's bad. Let's use some wisdom, you know. So it'll be cool to kind of go in there. I, I had this quote from Karen Jobes, and she says, First Peter presents the Christian community as a colony in a strange land, an island of one culture in the midst of another. The new birth that gives Christians a new identity and a new citizenship in the kingdom of God makes us, in whatever culture we happen to live, visiting foreigners and resident aliens there. So I think that conversation is going to encourage and um, encourage a lot of us and also exhort and challenge a lot of us in particular parts of our lives is how we relate as resident aliens. So Yeah, so we're just passing through. In a sense, I mean, not as that fast would as be we can. a conversation within that. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so I when Paul writes a lot of his letters, he's like to the to the saints in Corinth, to the saints in Galatia, whatever, and that kind of dual dual um, address of like you are saints, but you live in Corinth, <laughs> and so right. you are a Corinthian, but you're a Jesus follower, and so that tension is going to bring about. Um, fun conversations and also the next big point, which is trials and suffering naturally. (laughs) Yeah. That (laughs) being, um, resident aliens leads to tensions. Um, and the two big ones that Paul or that Paul, I've been talking a lot about Paul. Yep. Paul and Peter, they're like basically the same same person. Same thing. Yeah. They wrote the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) They were Christians back a while ago. Um, the the first tension is between our old self and our new self. And so um, Peter uses a, you know, I think we use this in our formation sermon. Do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, malice, deceit, hypocrisy. And later on, he's like, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of your flesh, which wage war against your soul. So part of our new identity, the tension it creates is a trial and a struggle and a suffering against our own flesh that to not return back to our former self, our former identities. Um, The second piece of trials and suffering is really kind of the impetus for the letter is that Peter's writing to um, the dispersion of people that are in many ways being, being physically persecuted (laughs) for following Jesus in ways that we, you know, you and I have not faced. Right. 
Um, and so that is another conversation to have in this letter of, well, what what is persecution in that context? What struggles does that bring for us? And then when Paul, like when, sorry, when Peter talks about trials and tribulations and we're like, oh yeah, um, I didn't get a promotion at my job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was my big trial. Like, <laughs> well, you're not getting like, you know, physically like killed. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and you so, read about early church martyrs and you're like, Man, I know what that feels like. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. No, we can't just joke about this. Burn this. Sorry. sorry. Um, but but um, Peter talks a lot about seeing Christ as the example of that, of being in the midst of people that don't like you and don't want you. And what is our response to that? And he's like, well, if you've been reviled, bless. Um, do not repay evil for evil. Look what Christ did. Um, he kept quiet. And I mean, not... Not just quote. Right. <laughs> I didn't mean that like passively, but it it changes the way we relate to the world around us, whether that's with our employers, um, our family. And so we're showing up differently in a way that's going to create friction in the society. And that could, the trials and tribulation could come from outside sources like other people or, you know, just the systems that we're a part of that we're going to be um, a little bit subversive against. So um, yeah, to recap, the first one is, hey, we're resident aliens. We live here, but we don't belong here. We're not citizens here. That creates tension, trials and tribulations. And Peter actually ends up saying we should rejoice in that, which is, you know, let's we'll, we'll go there. But good luck. <laughs> uh, good luck doing that. Um, and then the last uh, the last theme. Well, actually, the, the other thing I wanted to say about that was, um, you know, since Constantine, which. 31380 when Christianity became the official religion of the Roman Empire. Woohoo! Um, yee! <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> it's been uphill ever since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um when, you know, when you lose the cost, the immediate felt cost of following Jesus, it can add new problems. Like people who say they do but might not entirely. And so when you're when certain parts of following Jesus mean that you're not explicitly hostile to the culture. It's going to create new problems and new tensions. And a lot of times those are more subtle and challenging that like, all right, if we, if, if you are maybe going to die for following Jesus, we know the people that are going to be publicly following Jesus really mean it. Yeah. <laughs> but the moment you, in, you take that away now there creates a lot of gray area. Um, it, it lowers the immediate cost. And so it can be, that introduces new challenges to the faith, like being complacent and being, um, you know, over overly um, synthesizing with the world around you or whatever. So. Yeah. Or creating a huge margin for nominal Christians, you know, <laughs> or, or cultural Christianity in yeah. that, you know, evangelism becomes weird at that point. How do you handle people who say they're Christian, but they don't produce any fruit. Right. And so, yeah. And that, I mean, again, if you don't, if you want to know how, like, how is this even relate? Well, dude, we're like, Christians are having that conversation of people saying that they're being persecuted because of particular governmental mandates or like, well, okay. It feels a little bit insulting to other Christians who have been killed to, to talk about some of the things that we might face today. But at the same time, um, navigating that, uh, I think first Peter is pretty helpful. Yeah. Uh, then all that leads us to the last theme, which is, which is hope. Um, in one three, Peter says we are um, like God caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. 
113, uh, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 121, Jesus was made manifest for our sake. God raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Um, and then part of that hope that we have in Jesus is because of his authority and his dominion that like we hope in someone that can actually produce and bring about God's kingdom as a king because he has power and rule and dominion. And um, Peter brings that up uh, twice in 411. He says to him, they're both like doxological statements to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. And then in amen. And then in 511. Oh, both 11s, 411, 5.11. There's we, something there. Oh, we can remember that. We cracked the code. We cracked it. <laughs> we found you out. Did you know Peter wrote in verses? <laughs> um, to him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so there's this connection between the resurrection of Christ and his current rule and reign, his place at the right hand of God that creates in us a hope. And we can talk a little bit about hope. And and Brett, Brett has been talking about that in his last uh, sermons of like hope being like, I, do I just hope it happens or is there actually like validity to, to that? And so we're resident aliens. That's going to create trials and tribulations um, in our day and age, not necessarily physical death <laughs> and persecution, but a new algorithm of tensions. And then all that is leading us to put our hope in Christ as the, as um, the one that can actually bring about God's rule and reign. So so encouraging. And I do, I agree with you. I think this stuff is relevant um, to be talked about for a variety of reasons. All, you know, you included many of them. Um, one thing that I, has been really interesting for me, um, and hopefully it is interesting to somebody else uh, besides me, which is occasionally the case, um, is the idea that God has the power and the authority and the difference that makes. And not only does he have the capacity, but he has the right to um, and when you pair those things together, cause otherwise you, you're left with kind of a dualism where it's, well, God has a power, but he doesn't, you know, it's him and the devil and they're kind of fighting over authority over this place. Flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it can produce a, a peace that in light of persecution that allows people to rest in Christ amidst whatever crisis or trial they're experiencing. When you go, Oh, God's in control in every capacity he needs to be and can be. So I can find some great comfort in that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I hope. I mean, there's if you read First Peter, there's some stuff that's going to pop out to you, like oh, <laughs> like that's going to be a fun conversation. So <laughs> good, good. Well, I, I like don't it. know. Um, you know, you got to be careful what you say nowadays, or you might. A lot of Christians might not like what you say. So. Hashtag canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but hey, it's fun, and I, you know, Peter. I feel like Peter gets the brunt of a lot of jokes in the gospels of like yeah. the loud mouth. I mean, he was always in the mix, but yeah, seemed to be missing the, yeah, point. there's, there's like a lot of, you know, this, it, it's just cool to see the story of someone kind of figuring out following Jesus and putting the pieces together. And then, you know, um, you know, having his name attached to a letter that, that shows how bought in he is and kind of, you know, hearing his life. So um, I don't know. I think it's just cool. It's better to be from Peter than like a random guy that I didn't get to see, like make some mistakes and stuff. And so, yeah, he when did you did walk on water, he did. Yeah. 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 When you put him biblically in context or any of the biblical uh, people, 
and you see him in the gospels and then you see acts and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, is this the same guy? And then he's writing epistles and it is, it's pretty amazing to see that transformation happen. There he is. Yeah. You know, you can walk on water if it's ice. Boom. Fact checked. <laughs> uh, Peter didn't walk on water. It was frozen over. Yeah, Got was, him. <laughs> it was actually the Dead Sea and it was salt. <laughs> Okay, well, before this goes way off, we the are rails. not. Yeah, that's all I had. So at this point, <laughs> just wrap it up, Chris. Um, I'm excited to dive into First Peter. I'm excited to hear what what you're gleaning out of this and what you're chewing on. So thank you for putting in the work and preparing and spending time in God's Word to bring it to us. Oh yeah, so read along with me. Let's let's do it. Let's go. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.